0: Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Shalom. We have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters worldwide. Um, today's lesson will be called Defending the Bible. Defending the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is coming under much scrutiny, brothers and sisters. Uh, a lot of people looking to discredit the Bible. Um, why? Could it be that children of slaves have awakened to the comprehension that they're more than just servants? We think that's what it is, because 20 years ago, you know, when we were younger, 10 years ago even, they were telling us the Bible. Everybody read the Bible. But now that there's been an awakening of some people, everybody's putting the Bible down. They're going to yoga. They're going to, you know, all these other religions, brothers and sisters, Islam, right? So the Bible is under attack by atheists, by Satanists, by Muslims, and it's our job as believers, as Israelites, to defend the Bible and defend what you know. I spoke to a brother two weeks ago, and he said that uh, somebody that he knows uh, tried to make him feel low because he has faith and, and says it's a fairy tale. And You know, in the Christian church, they don't teach you how to defend what you believe. And today, we're going to teach you, brothers and sisters, how to defend what you believe because it's important that you don't just believe for the sake of believing. That's what Christians do, brothers and sisters. We here study the Bible on a scholarly level. So we want to go into how you defend yourself against the onslaught and the attacks by Satan. We're going to start in 2 Timothy 3 and 13. 2 Timothy 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them, So we must be assured in the things that we learn through the Spirit of Christ, brothers and sisters. Verse 15, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Because why? A lot of us grew up as Christians, as Catholics, and we grew up knowing the Bible. You used to be able to quote the Scriptures, right? When we were young, but as we got older, we pulled away because we we found that Christianity was being disingenuous. It didn't line up with Scripture. Verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ. See, so brothers and sisters, the Bible gives instructions to salvation. That's the importance of the Bible. No other book out there, whether it be the Gita, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, or some book you found in Tibet somewhere with a monk, they don't give you the, the instruction to make it into the kingdom of heaven, brothers and sisters. That's only strictly in the Bible. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 15. and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise until salvation through faith, which is in Christ. Why? Because a lot of the people who are now atheists, they once believed in the Bible. They actually once believed in the Bible, but something maybe happened in their life, or maybe somebody didn't treat them the way that they felt like they should have been treated. Or maybe the Christian pastors couldn't answer their questions, so they just shunned it. But usually when people put the Bible down, they loathe Christ. They hate Christ for no reason at all. A lot of the atheists used to be Christians, brothers and sisters. A lot of the Muslims used to be Christians, brothers and sisters. And once they put the Bible down, they begin to have a hatred for Christ. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God read that again brother all scripture is given by inspiration of God See, so scripture is inspired by the Most High so Jeremiah didn't just wake up one day and write what he wants to write neither did David neither did Daniel neither did Ezekiel these records were inspired by the Most High they didn't just wing it brothers and sisters this isn't just some man you know taking it upon himself to write a book we're gonna show you read that one more time brother verse 16 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, so it's good for reproof and correction. It's for us to be able to identify sin and then change it, brothers and sisters. That's the purpose of the Bible. Can you read 16 again, brother? Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect right that the man of God may be perfect this is how we work towards perfection brothers and sisters the Bible is a book of instruction the Bible is divine in its origin in all of it completely is of the Most High God so first if you want to understand the Bible you must understand the purpose of the Bible and how to read the Bible brothers and sisters because why nowadays you will have people who say the Bible has been tampered with but yet they haven't read it so usually we just, you know, we hear what other people say who maybe we respect. So we just, we, you know, we just follow what they say. But unless somebody can prove, you know, that the Bible's been tampered with, then we have to just go along with the Bible, brothers and sisters. Because that's the, that's the argument that Muslims use. They say that the Bible's been tampered with. And then I give them a Bible and say, okay, brother, I'm with you on that. Show me where it was tampered with. Well, I don't I know that. So if you haven't read it, Right? You can't say it's been tampered with, brothers and sisters. We're going to Psalms 19 and 7 to show you why other religions have a hatred for the Bible. Because notice, the Bible is the only book being attacked. I don't hear anybody attacking the Quran, the Book of Mormon, none of these other records. It's the Bible, because why? People know that the Bible have authority. That's why. Those books don't have authority, and everybody knows. It. Not just in America, all over, brothers and sisters. This book is the most published book of all time, brothers and sisters. has been translated into over a 100 languages. This book is the most re- valid record when it comes to history and morality. We don't use the book as a, as a religious prop. We use it as a history book, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. It's the history book of the Israelites. And we're going to show you. Uh, go to Psalms 19 and 7, brother. Psalms 19, <clears throat> verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Read that again. The law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, brothers and sisters. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. See, so the Bible is for us to find out what sin is according to the Bible and then correct that sin. We don't know what we're doing wrong unless you can measure yourself against the Bible, brothers and sisters. And this is the reason why all religions repudiate the Bible. All religions have a hatred for the Bible. Why? Because it corrects you. And, other. you know, most people don't want to be corrected. They don't need you coming with a book that's going to tell them, you know, what they can and cannot do. So this is why the Bible is under attack, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. See, so the laws are perfect converting the soul, brothers and sisters. And these religions don't want to be converted. You're telling me I can't celebrate my Christmas? I can't eat certain foods? I can't... mm That's not going to work. That's not going to work. So they make up reasons to not follow the Bible. Listen, if you don't want to follow it, that's fine. But don't try to say the Bible, you know, has been tampered with. Because this, especially if you're a minority, because this is the only record that calls for your liberation. This is the only record that says you're going to rule. So allow other people to say that. But if you're a minority, right, the Hispanics, the Natives, the Negroes, this is your book. This book has you ruling in it. So if you tear this book down, you're really tearing down yourself. And Christians never taught what you're going to learn tonight. Because they don't need you knowing that if you start looking in the Bible noticing that's you, that means you know you have no business serving me and see that's the problem they don't need you to know that you have no business serving them they need you to just serve right? just put your head down and work nine to five don't worry about that don't worry about who the people are in the book don't worry about that everybody's the same there's a reason brothers and sisters can you read that again verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple see so brothers and sisters those who find pleasure in immorality soon find problem with the bible because why they don't want restrictions brothers and sisters israelites our people are people of law we don't have a problem with the restrictions of course some of the things that we may have to correct we may like but it's in our fiber it's in our dna to want to follow something higher and greater than ourselves brothers and sisters and this is the answer this is the answer so some people will say what? Well, there's other information that's older than the Bible. And it's the, it's the same, though. It's not the same, though, because if it's the same, then you don't need to go to anything else. Then, right. And just because it's older doesn't make it right. Brothers and sisters, the word of God is pure. It's pure. It's not just a man's words. What man would tell you, don't kill, don't steal, don't be a fornicator, honor your mother and father. That come from the most high. And nobody can speak against those laws. Because those laws, if we all perpetuate those laws, it make it a better earth. It make for more respect. It make for higher standards and integrity. So this wasn't written by a man, brothers and sisters. We want to show you how to defend it from those people who say it's a fairy tale. We're going to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. We're going to read 15 and 16. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. You must study the Bible, brothers and sisters, and the doctrine contained in the Bible. A lot of us think we know what's in the Bible because we think that Christians have the truth. When Christians are actually there, so you don't find out the truth. That's why they're set up there. Just because they have a Bible in their hand doesn't mean that they're following it. Because if they were following it, they would have told you who you were. They would have told you the truth. So just because somebody had the Bible in their hand don't mean that they're following it, brothers and sisters. So you have to be able to know what's in it, so you can divide and say, Okay, brother, you, you say you following it, but your your behavior is, is evident that you're not. This is why the Bible is important, brothers and sisters, especially if you're the quote unquote minorities. And you're gonna find out today you're really not the minority. In fact, you're the majority. We're gonna find out today, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Second Timothy two, verse 15. <clears throat> Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. See, a workman. What's your work? Reading these scriptures. That's your work, brothers and sisters. Right? Sharing the gospel. The true gospel. Trying to bring people closer to the most high God. That's what the work is. Continue, brother. Verse 16. But shun profane and vain babblings. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. See, so if somebody want to you know, not believe in the Bible or, or whatever, make certain comments against it, we shun them. Unless it's somebody that we know is 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 not dealing with a hatred for the Bible, they just misunderstood it. Now, if you just misunderstand, that's something different. But if you are intentionally going against the Bible to tear it down, then, hey, we shun you. We Listen, we don't need to convert with somebody, you know, or converse with somebody who have a hatred for God and have a hatred for the Savior. Because while you're rejecting the Savior, He died for you. Even those who don't want to receive it, He died for you, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 16. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. See? So anything outside of the understanding of the Most High and the purpose of this book, we shun it, brothers and sisters. Verse 17. And their word will eat as death a canker. Actually, read, read it from the top, brother. 15 and 16, one more time. Verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Right, so if somebody tell me, you know, well, you shouldn't follow the Bible. My next question is, okay, let's not talk about the Bible. If you care about me, you tell me what I should follow. See, so let's not even talk about the Bible. You tell me what I should follow, right? If you really care. Because why? You'll tell me that the Bible is written by man, but then you'll bring me a book that's written by a man. What make that man better than Jeremiah, better than Isaiah, better than Christ, better than John the Baptist? Mm-hmm. See? So I said that to a brother one time, and he said, well, uh, I said, what should I follow then, brother, in order to make it in, you know, to God's good grace? He said, well, just follow your heart. I'm like, follow your heart? Get out of here with that mess, brother. Don't bring <laughs> that here. Because why? Pedophiles think they're right. Murderers think they're right, brothers and sisters. So, no, you must measure a man against the Bible of who you can trust, who you can care for, who you can help, brothers and sisters, right? And listen, if we don't have the truth, then you bring it. That's what we tell people. We invite them on to the show, you know, fight them on to the podcast and everything. Listen, if you have the truth and this isn't it, you bring the truth. You give us the origin of how we fell, where we came from, the captivities that the children of Israel went into, the prophecies of what's going to happen in this earth. If you have that, then hey, we'll stand corrected and we'll follow you. But there is nothing else, brothers and sisters, that can quantify what we're going to learn tonight through the Spirit of the Most High God, brothers and sisters. So let's deal first with how we know the Bible is correct. Let's first deal there. We're going to Psalms 12 and 6. How do we know that the Bible is correct or valid? Psalms twelve verse six: The words of the Lord are pure words, and silver tried as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. See, so the word is purity, brothers and sisters. Not the words of man, but the words of the Most High. See, how does the Bible go through so much scrutiny, but still it stands? Because why? It's It's been, it's like silver that's been tried seven times. When you purify silver through the fire, the Most High God's words are perfect. And if it's not, then you have to give me what's wrong in it. And if you can't do that, then we have to move forward. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times see purified seven times see no religion want to keep the words that are contained in this Bible even though it's pure brothers and sisters just because you don't agree with it doesn't make it wrong there's things that I haven't agreed with before and they were still right whether we agree because why the most high God is not in any position to transform himself into what you agree with he's the creator or what I agree with I have to submit to the Most High God just like each and every one of you we all have to make that decision for ourselves brothers and sisters now you could not make that decision but then there's a judgment coming or you could and get your righteous rulership back brothers and sisters we going to Proverbs 30 and 5 further proof that the Most High's words are pure Proverbs 30 verse 5 Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. See, put your trust in him, not in religion. See, not in religion. The Most High didn't give religion. This is not a religious book, brothers and sisters. You can't have a, let's say, you and your family have a history book of what have have happened the last 100 years. And then somebody come take your history of your actual family and then make a religion off of it. This is not a religious book. Whether they're using it like that or not. The Bible was not intended to be used in religious fashion. Because why? Religion is about separation and control. So this isn't a religion that we deal with. We're dealing with a strictly history that can be backed up through secular history, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you. Read that one more time, brother. In verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. See, He'll protect us if we put our trust in Him, brothers and sisters. Not your trust in man. Not your trust in a pastor, not your trust in a religion, but in Him. That one that got you out of those circumstances when you thought you weren't going to make it, when you thought you was being overcome, when you thought you might have lost your life, that was Him, the same one that woke you up. He never forgot to wake you up, not one day. Every day, He's no matter how busy he is, he still woke you up. That's the God that's pure, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to 2 Peter 1 and 20. We're going to 2nd Peter chapter 1. We're going to read verse 20 and 21. Because why? In order to understand the Bible, you must know this first. 2nd Peter 1 verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. See? So, the Bible is not of any private interpretation. That means it means exactly what it says it means. Because some people will say, well, no. I'm really getting something different from that scripture. No. No. The Scripture means exactly what it means. Because a lot of times when you bring certain things that can't be disputed to to those who think they follow the Bible, they'll say, well, that's your interpretation. When no, the Bible tells you there's only one interpretation, there's only one way to read and understand the Bible. And we're going to show you. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. So it didn't come by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So Peter teaches that his message is reliable. Not because of him, but because of who the message is from. Not because of Peter. Peter's a servant, just like me. But the person who sent us, the person who sent you here, who brought you here. That was the Most High. That wasn't a man. That was the Most High that put something in your heart to want to start searching for. You probably don't even know what you're searching for. The Most High know what you're looking for. He's going to make sure you get it, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to Exodus seventeen and four in the in the tour, brothers and sisters, to show you how records were passed down from generation to generation. Exodus seventeen verse four. Excuse me, fourteen. Exodus 17 verse 14 and the Lord said unto Moses write this for a memorial in a book see he told Moses write this in a book so he was inspired he didn't just get up one day say you know what I think I want to write something for two thousand years later for people to just follow stuff no the Most High commanded him to do this can you read that again verse 14 and the Lord said unto Moses write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua see Joshua in the Hebrew is what Yehoshua Joshua so Moses passed it down to the youth and that's how history is supposed to be passed down brothers and sisters unfortunately our families have really stopped doing that um, because why we're in servitude we're in captivity right now we're being oppressed you know so we have a lot of other things on our plate but at one time you know it was you know it was in each and every family that it was passed down, especially to the men, to the boys, about the truth concerning themselves and the truth concerning the duty of a man. That was supposed to be passed down. So now it's your opportunity as the youth, because the Bible says the youth actually are going to teach their parents. That's what the Bible says. So this is your chance, young men, young women. To shed some light on the older generation who've worked by the sweat of their brow and gave everything they could give. And now it's your turn to pick up the burden and show your family, show your friends a way to freedom, spiritual freedom. We're going to show you, brothers and sisters, Exodus 24 and 12. Because we need to show you where the word came from. Where did the Bible come from? Exodus 24, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mouth and be there and I will give thee tables of stone. See? So he gave Moses the tables of stone. Moses didn't come up with this on his own brothers and sisters. This wasn't written by a man. And a law and commandments which I have written. And a what? And a law. See he gave us laws. He didn't give us religion brothers and sisters. Just because you following laws, that's not a religion. Is the Constitution a religion? Follow those laws. How about the laws at your job? Is that a religion? See, so people see the Bible and say, oh, well, there's laws in there, so that's a religion, when that's false. This is our culture. This was just our culture, the Israelites. We're going to go into who the Israelites are today. This was culture. This wasn't religion, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written. Which... I have written which I have written the Most High wrote these brothers and sisters see so this is where it came from people saying well man wrote that no not according to the Bible maybe according to you but the Bible says read it again brother and the Lord said unto Moses come up to me into the mount and be there and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written see so who wrote on the tables of stone the Most High brothers and sisters see So this is how you defend it when somebody say, well, that's written by man. Well, not according to the Bible. Maybe according to you, the Bible says, read it one more time, brother. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee the tables of stone and a law and commandments, which I have written. Right. Thou may teach them. Right. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. We're going to Exodus 31 and 18. So we can show you who was responsible for scribing. These laws. Exodus 31, verse 18. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of co- communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Written with what? The finger of God. The Most High wrote these, brothers and sisters. He dropped down the tablets from the heavenly realm and wrote on these tablets himself. Known as the Ten Commandments, brothers and sisters. See? So this is how you defend it. It's not written by a man. Only person who could say that is somebody who haven't read. And that's okay. We're not faulting people for not knowing, brothers and sisters. But when that time comes, then you just correct it. That's all. Because we we don't want you to go out there and say that to somebody else and then look like a fool. So because we care for you, we want to just correct it before you go out there and say something that people could show that you're not credible and you're not learned. So it's not about attacking people. It's about giving them the truth. Because truth has set them free, brothers and sisters. It's not about who knows what and who's deep. We don't care about that, brothers and sisters. We're all trying to get into the kingdom of heaven, including myself. So we're going to work together. Read that again, brother. Verse 18. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. See? So the Most High wrote this. It's pure, brothers and sisters. It's been tried like like silver seven times over. Tried and tried and tried and tried. It's been scrutinized. And it's still here today. We're going to Exodus 24 and 12, brothers and sisters. Exodus 24 verse 12. Why? Because what was written on the stone? And the Lord said unto Moses... Come up to me into the mouth and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, and a law, and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. Commandments that I have written, the Most High wrote these, and it's our duty as Israelites, because why? Moses was an Israelite from the tribe of Levi. It's our responsibility to teach the world, because why? All these other nations have other gods. You deal in Asia, they're predominantly what? Hindus, what Buddhists. You have the Middle East, which they're predominantly following Allah, right? You have in Africa, they're following Osiris, right? See, so it's your responsibility as an Israelite, and you're going to find out who the Israelites are today, each and every one. It's your responsibility to teach the world. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee tables of stone, and a law, and commandments which I have written. That thou may teach them. See, he gave law and commandments. Not a religion. Not philosophy, brothers and sisters. But laws and commandments that the Most High wrote himself. This is what we follow, brothers and sisters. In the majority of the world, they're not going to follow it. They're going to do what they want to do. And that's fine. But if you hear, then there's a reason why you here Because the Most High called your phone and you picked it up. He's been calling you. He's been trying to get in touch with you. And now you've heard. You've listened. So now we give you the information back. To help strengthen you. To give you your core. We're going to uh, Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Because the Most High. Directly reveals parts of scripture. To the prophets brothers and sisters. Exactly as he spoke. We're going to show you Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2. This is Moses. Deuteronomy 4 and 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you. Neither shall you diminish out from it. That ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. See, so he told Moses, don't add anything to what I'm telling you and don't take anything away. This means to read the words of the Bible is to read the words of God. To study the Bible is to study the words of God. To pay attention to the Bible is to pay attention to God. To obey the Bible is to obey God, brothers and sisters. That's what this is saying. To speak the Bible is to speak words of God. And he gave us the words through his inspiration. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish out from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. See? So he told Moses, don't you put any of your (laughs) your input in this. You do what I said do. And he knew he could trust Moses. That's why he chose Moses. So this this book is infallible, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you today. We're going to... Isaiah 59 and 21 to show you how the Most High dealt directly with his prophets. Isaiah 59 and 21. Isaiah 59 verse 21 As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth. See the words that I put in your mouth. See? This is through the inspiration of the Most High. A man didn't just wake up and write this, brothers and sisters. This was something spiritual. This was spiritual intervention with our people. Our bloodline of people. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, said the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of thy mouth of thy seed. For out of the mouth of thy seed... Thy seed, seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. See thy seed, that's your children. So your children should teach this. This is what this is saying, brothers and sisters. So the Most High otherwise superintended the writings of men who wrote exactly what God intended, brothers and sisters. They used their own styles and expressed their thoughts freely, knowing what they meant. Yet, through the Holy Spirit, at the same time, the Most High determined the content and controlled the accuracy of all that wrote. This is, you know, this is a miraculous aspect of inspiration, brothers and sisters. This came directly from the Most High God, and that's why it's the most published book of all time. And it's not even close, brothers and sisters. This book has been published over a hundred million times. It's not even close. We're going to Galatians 1 and 12 to further back up how you defend it and why you need to defend it. We're going to show you why you need to defend this. Galatians 1 verse 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Christ. See, so Paul is saying, listen, I received this from the revelation of Christ, not by man, brothers and sisters. So this is not a man thing. This is not us just trying to follow men. This is the Most High's pure words, brothers and sisters. Now, what? A logical argument for, you know, well, was it really inspired or did men just want to do it? You know, some people say, You know, the Bible's either invented by good men or angels, bad men, devils or God. And we know that it can't be of good men because when it says the Lord saith in the Bible, if a good man wrote the Lord saith and it really wasn't the Lord saith, he's not a good man. We know that a bad man didn't write the Bible because why would a bad man tell you not to steal, kill, (laughs) be a fornicator? So we know that's not what happened. Right. So we know that it have to be of the most high God. Just by, you know, process of elimination. This only could be the Most High God. We're going to Isaiah 28 and 11. Because people say, well, the Bible's been translated. So, you know, can, is it still reliable? Is it still reliable? We're going to show you. Isaiah 28 and 11. For well, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. See, so the Bible, of course, was written in Hebrew. We all, our people spoke Hebrew in the beginning. That was the first language. It says what, brother? For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Another tongue means another language. So the Bible was prophesying that it would have to be translated because all of his people wouldn't be speaking Hebrew in this day. None of us, <laughs> you know, are speaking Hebrew right now. So he knew that. So he had to have the Bible tra- translated and preserved for when you woke up. Because he knew that his people would be speaking a different language. Because we would be taken down by the Romans brothers and sisters. See? So he knew that. He knew that we would be taken down. So he did this for you. He had this translated just for you so you could read. It. Because if this was in Hebrew, majority of us wouldn't even bother picking it up. I understand. So this was done for you brothers and sisters and that's why we must defend it. We're going to John 17 and 17. In the Gospel, brothers and sisters. John 17 and 17. Sanctify them through through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. The Bible itself claims that it's truth without error, brothers and sisters, regarding this record. See? It's God's Word and the Word is truth. The Bible Testifies of itself that is truth. Can you read that again verse 17? Sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth. Thy word Mm -hmm. is truth. This is his word brothers and sisters. It's your truth It's your truth and by the end of the night you're gonna You're gonna realize why they wanted to hide this from you. You're gonna know you're going to Psalms 119 and 160 brothers and sisters Psalms 119 and 160. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Read that again, brother. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. The concept of the Bible is inspired and breathed out by the Most High, brothers and sisters, right? So it's not something man could have forced on the Bible. The Bible's concept is fully, you know, the Bible is testifying of itself. If you're in the court of law, right, don't you get a chance to testify on your own behalf? This is the Bible testifying on its own behalf. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 160. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. See, so the Bible is testifying that it's true, brothers and sisters. We're First, gonna We're gonna move forward, we're gonna go to First Corinthians chapter two and twelve. We know we have a lot of scriptures, brothers and sisters, but we have new people in the truth who need this information, who need to know who they are. So bear with us, please. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. See, not in the words that man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost teaching. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. See, so the subject in this passage, brothers and sisters, is God's revelation by which we know things are of God. Things man could not know. You know, that's not within human wisdom, brothers and sisters. But the point is that we, you know, we don't miss what revelations come to us. Not just in thoughts or concepts, but in specific words. These specific words are the words of the Most High, brothers and sisters. And if it wasn't, it would have fell out already because it's been here for over, you know, 2,000 years. We know that the Bible was first translated in 1611, but before it was compiled, it was scrolls. Isaiah was his own book. Genesis was his own book. These were Israelite records. All of our people had these records. These are the records of your forefathers. You have such a rich history that the whole world is looking to hide it from you. And through the Spirit of the Most High, we're going to try to reveal it today, brothers and sisters. We're going to Deuteronomy 29 and 29 back in the tour Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 the secret things belong to the Lord our God but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this this law see so while the Most High God doesn't reveal everything he could reveal many things he chose to keep for himself brothers and sisters however the Bible in progressive fashion does cover all that a man or woman may need for a life of godliness. there is nothing that you could be possibly going through that you can't pick up this record right now and find out about each and everything there's nothing new under the sun brothers and sisters and that's another way you know the Bible is true now we're gonna go to Isaiah 49 because before you deal with the Bible, you must know the purpose of the Bible. The Bible have a purpose. We're going to show you what's the purpose of the Bible. What was the reason for it? We're going to read verse 5 and 6. Isaiah 49 and 5. And now, said the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob again to him. To do what? To bring Jacob again to him. Read that again, brother. And now, saith the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob again to him. We were formed to bring Jacob to him again. Who's Jacob? Jacob's name is Israel. We are the children of Israel. So the whole purpose of the Bible is to bring you back to who you are, your true identity. That's the whole purpose of the Bible. For you. So if you don't defend the Bible, who will? Because the Bible was only for you. Because our people don't know who we are. Read it again, brother. Verse 5. And now, said the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord. And my God shall be my strength. Though Israel be not gathered, the Israelites, we don't know who we are right now. We're not gathered. We think we're Mexican. We think we're Negroes. We think we're Jamaicans. We think we're Puerto Ricans. right? We think we're Panamanians. We're not gathered right now. We have no clue who we are. But this truth is the only thing that can bring us all together the truth of who we are our rich history the prophecy the rulership all of that that brings us together brothers and sisters and see that's how you know that the catholics the christians are not trying to bring israel back because they never told you you was israel they never told you that so they were using the bible yeah, just to make sure you didn't find out who you were in the book because you start reading this book you're like hold on this sound like what my people go through so they said, you know what, no, we need to control it and teach them what to read. Just in case they see themselves in it, then we can just say, well, God loves everybody. The question isn't who God loves. The question is who did he choose? And you're going to find out today, brothers and sisters. All religions that are used in the Bible are using the Bible incorrectly because they're not teaching you that you're the children of Israel. So they're not using it correctly, brothers and sisters. In the 4th century B.C., the Greeks translated our Old Testament into Greek. So they can understand you. That's the only reason the Bible is translated. Because they need to know what what made you tick. Your characteristics. What you like. What your dislikes were. They were studying you brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 5. And now said the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered. Yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord. See and my God shall be my strength my God our God shall be our strength brothers and sisters so the Greeks they 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 translated our records so they could learn the characteristics of God's people so they could study and control us and it would be biblical malpractice if we didn't go to Jacob who the Bible says the whole Bible was put together for and tell him who he is brothers and sisters we must focus on gathering Israel in this lesson tonight each and every person that hears this lesson will know who they are, according to the Bible, without any shadow of a doubt. Uh, which scripture did you leave off on, brother? I just finished five. OK, I'll let you, can you read six, please. Verse six. And he said, it is a light thing that thou should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob to raise the tribes of Jacob. See, we know that Jacob His another name for Jacob is Israel. After he wrestled with an angel, his name was changed to Israel, the tribes of Jacob. The children of Jacob. We are the children of Jacob, brothers and sisters. And we're going to identify each and every one of us tonight to make sure you have the understanding that you're a ruler, that you're a king, and that you're a queen. You have a huge responsibility for this earth. This earth is out of course because we're out of course. We're not in our rightful position as governors, as rulers. And because of that, look at the earth today. Look at the warfare. Look at the poverty. Right? That's because you're not where you're supposed to be. Read it again, please, brother verse 6 and he said it is a light thing that thou should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel See to restore Israel I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation until the end of the earth so we'll be a light to the Gentiles who are Gentiles Gentiles are anybody outside of the 12 tribes that we're going to go into today so it's your responsibility to teach the rest of the world how to please God. Because why? They don't know. The Bible wasn't given to them, it was given to our people, our bloodline of people. That's who it was given to. That's why the rest of the world, morality, morally, they're they're beneath you, you know? Morally, because you have something in you of how you were created, right from wrong, how to respect people, how to treat people. Other nations don't have that, brothers and sisters. It's something within your very fibers, your DNA. The Most High God made you special. We're going to go into it today, brothers and sisters. Go to Deuteronomy 32 and 21, brother. Deuteronomy 32, verse 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. See, our people move God to jealousy by following other gods. And that's why we're in this condition that we're in today, brothers and sisters. Because we're His chosen people. Everybody else can do what they want to do. You can't, though. You ever notice when you do something wrong or your people do something wrong, they get punished harder than every other nation? White people, they just do whatever they want to. You try the same thing, right? You get body slammed, right? That's how it is because God gave you the law. To whom much is given, much is required, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. So he would use a foolish nation, the Edomites, the Romans, the Caucasians, to make us jealous. Why? Because we look at how they have everything, how they're ruling everything, the government, everything. And we would say, where's ours at? So that would cause you to say, I want my rulership back. I need to follow the God's laws so I can get what belongs to me. Right. He said he would put a foolish nation because why only fools would, 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 would drill earths, you know, drill cracks in the ground and have the earth fracking and put nuclear power plants, on, you know, on fault lines. Right. <laughs> only fools would do this, brothers and sisters. Only fools would, would give you a car with gas in it that actually pollutes the earth. That's a fool, brothers and sisters. These governments are foolish, brothers and sisters. The Most High put a foolish people over. They tell you you came from a monkey. See? These are fools, brothers and sisters. We're not saying all white people, but we're saying it's the structure of government. That's what we're saying. These people are fools, brothers and sisters. We're going to prove it to you. Uh, Read that one more time before we move on, brother. Verse 21 They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God, they have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with the foolish nation. He would provoke us to anger with a foolish nation. We're going to show you Hosea 9 and 17. These prophecies are about you. These prophecies are about you, brothers and sisters. Hosea 9, verse 17. My God will cast them away, because they did not hearken unto him. And they shall be wanderers among the nations. God would cast us away. As his people. We would lose our land of Israel, the promised land. The Bible tells you whoever live in that land ruled the world. Why do you think you got Jewish people and Palestinians fighting over it right now? That's because you're not there and it's your land. That was our land, brothers and sisters. He said he would cast us away to be amongst the nations. Now we're living amongst other people. That's not us, brothers and sisters. Just like today here you have a melting pot of people in America. We're not living amongst our own people. He cast us away to be amongst the Gentiles. Go to Hosea 8 and 8, brother, to buffer that point. Hosea 8, verse 8. Israel is swallowed up. Now shall they be among the Gentiles, as a vessel wherein is no pleasure. Israel is swallowed up. Who are Gentiles? Gentiles are Africans. Gentiles are white people. Gentiles are Chinese people. Gentiles are the Iranians. Gentiles are those from the Middle East. These are all Gentiles, brothers and sisters. These people all would be over us. The Hispanics are living low all over the earth. The Negroes are living low all over the earth, right? The natives, look, this was their land and now they're pushed back on reservations. There was a reason why this happened to us. There was a reason for slavery. There was a reason for World War One over there in the Costa Rica, all of that area where they was fighting against us, it was because we turned away from our God. That's why, without our God, we're nothing. Without our God, we ought to come back, brothers and sisters. This is the only way to be liberated and freed from this structure that Satan have implemented to put us in bondage. This is bondage, brothers and sisters. This is bondage. You get paid, right? You look at your check, there's money already gone. That's bondage. That's bondage. You don't know where that money went. They call it tax, right? That's bondage, brothers and sisters. right? Having to pay for licenses and all of this, that's bondage. Having to pay for food, that's bondage. Why? Because everything the Most High made, He made to minister to you. All this food here, it grows for free. It shouldn't be charged. All these homes, buying wood and all of that, concrete, glass, that's all free. The the earth was made to minister to you, but now they have a... Paying for what the Most High made to minister to us. That's a slave. Each and every one of us. Not just black people. We're all slaves, brothers and sisters. We have to pay to live. We're paying for water. We're paying for water. We're slaves, brothers and sisters. There's only one way to be liberated, and that's through this book, and we're going to show you. We're going to Jeremiah 17 and 4. Because it was a prophecy that the true Israelites wouldn't even know who they are, brothers and sisters. That's how we know it's you. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17, verse 4. And, though, and thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. You would lose your heritage, brothers and sisters. These people would not know who they are. You would lose any memory of your true identity. That was part of the curse. So none of us knew that we were Israelites. Because why? The people who are over you, you know, it's not. it doesn't benefit them financially to let you know that you're the ruler of the earth. It doesn't. That's not beneficial to them. So they wouldn't tell you. Read it one more time, brother. <clears throat> Verse 4. And thou, even thyself shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. And I'll cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. Who was that? Who served enemies in a different land? Brothers and sisters. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. See, we made the Most High angry, brothers and sisters. See, in the Christian church, they don't even tell you that God gets angry. They just tell you love. love. He loves everybody. He loves everything. No. No. Look at the ghettos where we're living at. Look over there in Central South America. How they're living and tell me that God is not angry. There's a reason why our neighborhoods look the way they do and their neighborhoods look the way they do, brothers and sisters. And we must wake back up and realize what we lost, who we are, and come back to Him there's only one way brothers and sisters and we're about to show you who Jacob is we got to wake Jacob up we're gonna go into all 12 tribes right now we're going to Genesis 49 we're gonna identify each and every tribe right now brothers and sisters Genesis 49 we want to start at verse 1 Genesis 49 verse 1 and Jacob called unto his sons and said see so Jacob or Israel called his sons gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. So this will be your downfall in the last days. So we're getting ready to go into prophecies. And whoever, whatever people fit these prophecies, we're going to identify them. And you're going to know they're the children of Jacob, the children of Israel, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the inheritance of the world, of the earth. Verse 2. Gather yourselves together, and hear ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. See, Israel and Jacob are the same person. Another name for Jacob is Israel. If you're one of these children that he's getting ready to speak to, you're an Israelite. We're going to prove it. Verse 3. Reuben, thou art my firstborn. Reuben, that's his firstborn. My might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of my dignity and the excellency of power. Why? Who are these people? The Seminole Indians, brothers and sisters, the aborigines of Australia. These are the tribe of Reuben. They These were the only tribe that had too much dignity for peace treaties amongst the natives. These were the only one who didn't sign peace treaties with the Europeans, brothers and sisters. You can read that one more time, brother. Verse 3. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of my dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Unstable as water. You ever try to hold water in your hand It just... So these people would be unstable. They would be low. Read. Verse 4. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then devouteth thou it. He went went up to my couch. See? So there was a curse on Reuben because he slept with Jacob's handmaid, his concubine. You You can't uncover your father's nakedness by dealing with the woman that he's dealt with. That's a sin. And Reuben, when you go over there into Australia, you look at the Seminole Indians, they're living low. And this is the reason why they took a liking to their father's maid and sat with him. And if you sleep with somebody that your mother or your father have been with, you uncover your father or mother's nakedness. And that's a shame. That's a shame in our culture, brothers and sisters. Reuben are the Aborigines of Australia. when you think of Australia, you think, you know, Caucasian people on kangaroos, but no, the original Aborigines of these lands, brothers and sisters, are as dark as the darkest, brothers and sisters, with the curly hair, the Aborigines, the Seminole Indians. Continue, brother. Verse five. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Read that one more time. Simeon and Levi are brethren instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. It says, Simeon and Levi are brethren. We know that all of these people are brethren. Why is it saying it here? Because Simeon and Levi would live on the same piece of land they would share. Simeon is the Dominicans, brothers and sisters. They're the tribe of Simeon. So that means, who else is on New Island? The Haitians. They're the tribe of Levi. Moses was a Haitian, or what you would call today a Haitian. They weren't called Haitians back then. See? These are God's people. Look at how they're living right now. It says instruments of cruelty because why? What's over there in their habitation? Voodoo. They're dealing with Santa Maria over there. They're dealing with all types of pagan worship over there. And this is why they're living the way they're living. These are people. These guys chosen people, brothers and sisters. The Dominicans. The Haitians. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. See? We're going to jump to verse 8. So we've gone through Reuben, who is who? The Aborigines of Australia, the Seminole Indian. We've gone through Simeon, who are the Dominicans, the modern-day Dominicans. We went through Levi, who are the Haitians today. And all of these people, if you look at them, they're all living poor. They've all been warred against by the quote-unquote Europeans. There's a reason for that, because they know who you are. Verse 8, Judah. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies, thy father's children shall bow down before thee. You see? So Judah, who is that? That Judah is the Jews, the African Americans. How do we know that? It says, Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemy, which means through all of the people that went into slavery, we would be kept close to those who enslaved us. You go over to the Haitians, they don't live on the same land with the people who enslaved them. You go look at the Jamaicans, they don't live on the same land with those who enslaved them. We do. We live right here, in the belly of the beast. This is Judah. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Now, what does it mean, He, you are he who thy brethren should praise? We're going to show you because the Jews would be the king tribe. So the brothers would look up to Judah. And when Judah rise, the rest of them rise. They're watching Judah. And that's why the Edomites or Romans had to keep Judah close and suppress him. Because if Judah pounced, the rest of the brothers pounce too. And we're going to show you. We're going to John 14 and 6. It said that he would be he who thy brethren shall praise. What does that mean? Genesis 4, I mean, excuse me, John 14 and 6. John 14 and 6. Christ said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father See? but by me. So Christ would be praised. All trials would have to come through Christ. That's what this is saying. Christ was an Af- what you would call an African American. He was a Jew. How do we know that? How do we know that? Jump back to Genesis 49, brother. Genesis 49, 9 and 10. Genesis 49, verse 9. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Who shall rouse him up? See, Judah has been pacified, and he's just waiting to pounce. He's just waiting. He don't have direction, though. It's just like the Lion King. Remember the Lion King? When the little cub just, he thought it was, you know, cool to just be docile. He didn't even realize he was actually supposed to rule the jungle. See, that movie was about us, brothers and sisters. How he was just having fun. He didn't even realize his responsibility. And then he did and he rose up. So our brethren, brothers and sisters, are waiting on us, quote unquote, African-Americans, to stand up. And once you stand up and fight back, your brethren will fight back with you. Because they're your brethren. But it's going to take you. It's going to take you. And that's why we went into slavery. And we're going to show you that's in the Bible. Deuteronomy 28. We're going to read verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now, this is to all the children of Israel. This is why they don't want you to know. The Most High said this to us. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if you shall listen diligently, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. See, he would put you over all people. You think Christians want you to know this? <laughs> He he would put us over all nations of people, all nationalities, no matter who it is. He would put us above all people. This is why they teach us not to follow the law, because they know by you not following the law, they pull the rug from underneath you. You ain't going to rule nothing. You're going to be a slave. You're either going to be a slave or you're going to rule the world. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, To observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. See? So this is why the Bible says go to Jacob the children of Israel and tell them. Because he want us to rule. He want us to rule righteously. But we got to follow these laws. This is how we rule the world brothers and sisters. Righteously. We're not going to treat white people or any other people the way they treated us. Because we're children of God. We don't treat people with disrespect and hatred, We forgive you. Vengeance is the Lord's. Christ will take care of whatever is going to happen. We're going to love you as our brethren, and we're going to teach the scripture. That's what we're going to do. Jump to verse 15, brother. Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee See? and overtake thee. So you would be cursed if you don't follow these laws. Look at our people. Look in the ghettos. Look in these neighborhoods and tell us we ain't cursed. There's a reason for it. They're not telling you in the church. They tell you you can do whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. Celebrate whatever you want. Knowing that that actually brings you down underneath of them because you're following them. When I mean, you really should be following the Most High and the rest of the world will follow you. Jump to verse 68, brother, to show you that the pro- the... The, the, the slave ships was prophesied in the Bible. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen. And no man shall buy you. See? So you will be sold for a slave man and a slave woman. You will go into Egypt again. Egypt means bondage. Why? It doesn't, it's not talking about a geographical location. Bondage. Because why? What happened in Egypt? Remember Moses Let my people go? That was bondage. So Egypt is known for bondage. So it's saying you're going to go into bondage again with what? With ships. Cargo slave ships, brothers and sisters. That's prophesied in the Bible. So you can't tell me this Bible ain't true. Because how could the Bible know our people were go into slavery? Cargo slave ships. The belly of ships. To serve another nation. Who else have served other people? Who else have... Show me a time in history where other people went and worked as slaves and picked picked peas and picked cotton for another race of people. Have white people ever served another nation of people? How about, you know, how about the Asians? Have they went and served another race of people? This only was us. We the Jews, brothers and sisters. It was prophesied that we were going to slavery, brothers and sisters. And it wasn't because white people didn't like us. It was because we broke God's law. What had nothing to do with white man, he just used the white man to spank us, to get us back on track. A lot of us think, oh, we went into slavery because they don't like the color of our skin. No. It's the blood in your vein that there's a problem with. Because why? He would put you above all nations. You think somebody else wants you, as people of color, to be telling them what to do? (laughs) Not at all. They they don't want to hear you tell them anything. You're a slave. You're poor. You're impoverished. You have no education. They don't want you teaching them and telling them what to do. So they'll never tell you this. They spent billions of dollars on hiding this from you, brothers and sisters. Billions of dollars. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women. Sold to Mr. Johnson in Rhode Island. Sold to Mr. Jefferson in uh, in Virginia, see, this was prophesied, you can't tell me that one of the most, one of the greatest historical events ever, 99 million black Jews going into slavery, you can't tell me that's not chronologized in the Bible, something as great as that, of course it's in the Bible, now we need to show you, it says that word Egypt, bring you into Egypt again, what does that mean? Because some people say, well, you went into slavery in America, not Egypt. Let's show you. Exodus 13 and 3 to show you what that word Egypt means. Exodus 13, verse 3. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Out of the what? House of bondage. Out of the what? House of bondage. Egypt means house of bondage. So he said you were going to bondage, house of bondage again with ships. There's, there's there's similarities between Egypt, the geographical location in America, slavery to our people. We were enslaved to the Egyptians when we crossed the Red Sea and we were enslaved to the quote unquote Americans. See? This is our people, brothers and sisters. This is our people. We're gonna move on to the next tribe. We're going to Genesis forty-nine and thirteen. So right now we have who? We have the Dominicans. We have the Haitians. We have the Aborigines of Australia. We have the African Americans. These are all brethren. These people are related through blood. Genesis 49 and 13. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea. That, read that again, brother. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea. Haven of the sea, brothers and sisters. And he shall be for a haven of ships. And his border shall be unto Zidon. So, what does that mean? What's a haven? A haven is an inlet providing shelter for ships or boats. Read that again, brother. Verse 13: Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. What land borders both oceans, brothers and sisters? The Panama Canal. See? Panama Canal is a conduit for coastal trade, brothers and sisters. It's the passage that links the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean providing route for international trade even military transport so who are these people read that one more time brother verse 13 Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea and he shall be for a haven of ships and his border shall be unto Zidon, a haven of ships. So this would be a seaport. This would be a port. So this would be the people in the Panama Canal. Who do you have? You have the Panamanians, the Guatemalans, the Colombians, the Costa Ricans, the Nicaraguans, the those from Honduras. These people are the tribe of Zebulun, brothers and sisters. The haven of ships. Read that one more time, brother. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships. And his border shall be unto Zayda. See, so this prophecy can only fit one people. This is the Panama Canal. Those in the Panama Canal, brothers and sisters. The 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 canal has commercial importance. The canal permits shippers of commercial automobiles, even to as small as grains, to save time and money by transporting cargo more efficiently and quickly between the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. This is the those of the Panama uh, of the Panama Canal, brothers and sisters. Predominantly the Panamanians, because it's more of them. But it's not just the Panamanians; it's all of them: the Costa Ricans, the Hondurans, the Nicaraguans. All of these people. Pass this around, brother. Please. Now, when it has the name on there, that's who they are predominantly. But there's others within there. We're gonna go to Genesis. Forty-nine and fourteen. Genesis 49 verse 14. So we have who? We have the the Dominicans. We have the Haitians. We have the Aborigines of Australia, right? We have the African Americans. We have the Nicaraguans, the Guatemalans, the the Costa Ricans, the Panamanians. These are all God's people, brothers and sisters. And look at how we're living. Look how low we're living right now, brothers and sisters. Each and every one of us. All throughout scattered through the earth. Living low. Making next to nothing. Living in the ghettos. We are blood, brothers and sisters. We are brothers and sisters through blood. Read verse 14, brother. Verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. Who's Issachar? Issachar is the Mexicans. It says strong ass couching down between two burdens because what? The Mexicans use two mules and they tie, you know, reins onto it with a bench behind it. Excuse me, with a bench behind it, and they use that to plow the fields. They use that to transport goods. They use that as transportation. These are the Mexicans, brothers and sisters. When you look at it, uh, it's, it's it's two donkeys with a man with a hat on crouched down between the two mules, which means what? They will be hard workers. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 14, Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. And he saw that rest was good what is that rest that rest is called siesta the Mexicans rest at noonday every day because it's too hot to work so they rest it's called siesta these are our people brothers and sisters the Mexicans verse 15 and he saw that rest was good and the land that it was pleasant and bowed his shoulder to bear and became a servant unto tribute became a servant unto tribute which means what they would be known for working for low money. They would be known for hard work. That's why it says the donkey or the mule, right? Because that that represents burden or hard work. The Mexicans are some of the most hardest working people on the face of the earth. And everybody know that. And they give you good quality work for a little bit of money. That's their curse for not following the most high God. That they would work for next to nothing. We're gonna show you Genesis 30 and 18, brother, to further identify who Issachar is in the earth. Genesis 30 and 18. And Leah said, God hath given me mine hire. My hire. Because I have given my maiden to my husband, and she called his name Issachar. So Issachar means my hire. What does that mean? What are the Mexicans known for? Being hired for low wages. Right? See, the prophecies only fit one people, brothers and sisters. They're purposely hiding this information from you because they know what the prophecy is concerning you. And if you found out this was you, you would know you have no business serving them. See? So they've hid this from you purposely, brothers and sisters. We're related. We're brethren. We're sisters. We're related through blood, not through religion. This isn't a religion. This is why these people are struggling. This is why they're being separated at the borders from their families. Because they're God's people. And it's your obligation to go to these people and tell them Listen, you're you're chosen. You're God's chosen people. we got to come back to the Bible so we can be free. These are our people. We all lived in Israel together. All of us. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. Issachar, my hire, known for being hired for low wages. The Mexicans, brothers and sisters. Go to Deuteronomy 33, brother. We have to identify each and every tribe because why? Each and every one of us need to know who we are. Our people need to know why they're struggling, why they're being attacked, why they're being demonized and criminalized through the media. Verse 18, brother. Deuteronomy 33 and 18. And of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in thy going out and Issachar in thy tent. So Zebulun, which is the Costa Ricans, the Panamanians, right? And the Mexicans would be known for living in tents, in teepees. See? This is them. You can go in Costa Rica right now and rent teepees for $30 a day. That's not normal, brothers and sisters. These people were known for this. They were called booths in the Bible. See? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. And of Zebulon he said... Rejoice, Zebulun, and thy going out in Issachar in thy tents. See, so they would travel in tents or teepees or booths. This is the, the Costa Ricans. This is the Mexicans. This is the Panamanians, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 19. They shall call the people unto the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness. For they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of treasures hid in the sand. Right. We're going to Genesis 49 and 19 so we can identify our next brethren. Genesis 49, verse 19. Gad, a troop shall over- overcome him. Gad, our brother Gad. But he shall overcome at the last. It says, a troop shall overcome him. Who is that? General Custer, right? Of the of the U.S. Cavalry. When the, Edomites, when the Europeans came into the Americas, right? And took the land from our brethren. This was prophesied that the Native Americans, the North American Indians, are the tribe of Gad, brothers and sisters. And look at how they've been smashed and they had their land ripped away from them. It's because they're Israel. And when we broke God's law, the Most High allowed everybody to come take a turn on us. Because we had no protection. The only protection is through following him. And if not, this is what happens to us, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 19. Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. He shall overcome at the last. We will overcome, brothers and sisters. All of us. We're going to be the rulers of the new earth, brothers and sisters. That's prophecy. That's prophecy. We're going to Deuteronomy 33 and 20, brother. Further proof of who Gad is. (laughs) Deuteronomy 33, verse 20. And of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad, he dwelleth as a lion, and and teareth the arm with the crown of his head. What does that mean? Teareth the arm? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. And of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad, he dwelleth as a lion, and teareth the arm with the crown of the head. Right, because what would they used to do? They would take a feather from their crown and tear their hand and shake to make a peace pack. These are the North American Indians, brothers and sisters. This can't be anybody else. These people do this. They would take a, you know, those crowns that they had, take a feather, cut their hand, and then shake hands. And that was a, that a pact. That's how they did it, brothers and sisters. These are people. The North American Indians are children of Israel from the tribe of Gad, brothers and sisters. These are people. We're all related. That's why we, we look similar. We're all brown, pretty much. You know, we all kind of like the same foods in the same musics and dance the same. This is why. We're related, brothers and sisters. We're related. Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 21. And he provided the first part for himself, because there in a portion of the lawgiver was he seated, and he came with the heads of the people. He executed the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. See, so when the natives came into the Americas, even though Judah is the king's tribe, Gad was the king's here. So they ins- they instituted the laws of the Most High God here in the Americas when they weren't in Israel when they traveled from Israel. Go to Psalms fifty-five and twenty, brother. Bear with us, brothers and sisters. This is important that we get this out. Verse twenty-two. Uh, verse twenty, brother. Please, Psalms fifty, verse twenty. Oh, uh, excuse me, fifty-five. Salaam. Psalms 55, verse 20. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. Right. Who was that? Remember? The North American Indians made 300 PCP, uh, peace treaties with the Europeans, and they broke every one of them? This was prophesied in the Bible, brothers. society how can you say the Bible isn't true? Read that again, brother. Verse 20. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. See, so the white people—they're the masters of psychology. Their words are smooth as butter. They talk to you like it's all right, it's okay, everything's fine, and really they're plotting your your destruction right behind them. So they're the masters of psychology. What did they tell the natives? This land is for you, it's for me, it's for everybody. Let's just live and be happy. And then what? Then they gave them smallpox, right, in the blankets. Rape their women. See? This was prophesied that these people would do do this to Gad. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 21. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. See? So they came like, yeah, man, we just, you know. Even the North American Indians showed the quote-unquote white man how to survive through the harsh winters. How to make buck jerky and things like that. And then what do they do? They come and kill them. And push them back on reservations. Right? And then try to give them casinos. When really, casinos actually devastate an economy. Because people, they, everybody's broke. They're trying to win a little something, something. When I mean, really, that degrades the environment, brothers and sisters. They did this on purpose, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you second address and the apographer. The apographer is what? The 14 books that was taken out of the Bible. We're going to show you how the native tribes, how the Panamanians, the Puerto Ricans, how the Mexicans, how the Native Americans, how the Costa Ricans got into America. That's in the Bible, brothers and sisters. It tells you how they got into the Americas. How did they get into the New World? We're going to show you. Second Ezra chapter 13, 39. And you're going to see why they took this book out of... Uh, the traditional Bible. We have Oxford Edition Bibles and Cambridge Edition Bibles where it's included right in the Bible, brothers and sisters. Where it's included right in the Bible. These are the most prestigious universities in all of the world. Why would they be teaching this in the colleges if it's not spiritually inspired? This is an Oxford Edition with 80 books in it and not 60, brothers and sisters. Not 66, pardon me. There's 14 books they took out, and we're going to show you why they took it out right here. This is why they took it out, brothers and sisters. We're going to 2nd Ezra chapter 13 and 39. This shows you how the natives and Hispanics got here into the Americas. 2nd Ezra 13 verse 39. And whereas thou saw it, that he gathered another peaceable multitude unto him. Those are the ten tribes which were carried away prisoners out of their own land. The ten tribes, why? Because the ten tribes were the native tribes, the the Mexican tribes, the the North American Indians, the Panamanians, the Costa Ricans, the Mexicans. These were the ten tribes. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 39. And whereas thou sawest that he gathered another peaceable multitude unto him. Those are the ten tribes, which were carried away prisoners out of their own land. In the time of Osea, the king, whom Solomon the king of As- Assyria, led away captive. See, so black people just think we were in captivity, but before, during seven, this was around the 700 B.C., those people were enslaved. The Panamanians were enslaved. The North American Indians were enslaved. The Mexicans were enslaved. The Costa Ricans were enslaved. The Guatemalans were enslaved to the Assyrians. See, you could never get this history outside of the Bible. This is history, brothers and sisters. This is history. This is 718 B.C. This is history. You can find this in secular history, brothers and sisters. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse 39. Uh, 40, please. Thank verse you. 40. <clears throat> Those are the ten tribes, which were carried away prisoners out of their own land. In the time of Hosea, the king, whom Salmaneser the king of Assyria, led away captive. And he carried them over the waters, and so came they into another land. Another land. Examine this, brothers and sisters. Verse 41. But they took this... Counsel amongst themselves that they would leave the multitude of the heathen and go forth into a further country where never mankind dwelt. Where what? Never mankind dwelt. This proves to you who these people are. They went into a land where no mankind dwelt. That's the Americas. South Central America. United States. See? So they were in captivity to the Assyrians and the Most High wanted to give them an alternative to captivity and servitude to a city. Listen, I'm going to give you direction. You get this boat together and I'm going to tell you where to go and I'm going to hold the water still till you get to your safe destination, away from the heathen. Heathens are the people that don't follow the Bible. They're called heathens, brothers and sisters. The Africans are called heathens in the Bible. The white people are called heathens in the Bible. The Koreans are called heathens in the Bible. Why? Because they don't follow law. Heathens do whatever they want to do. We're not those people. We're people of law, brothers and sisters. So it's not to demean those people, but if you don't follow laws, then that's what you are. You eat whatever you want. You sleep and have intercourse with whoever you want. You wear whatever you want, right? You're heathen, according to the Bible. We're people of law. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 41. But they took this counsel among themselves. That they would leave the multitude of the heathen and go forth into a further country where never mankind dwelt. See? So they went into another country where no mankind dwelt. This is how these natives got into, quote unquote, natives got into Central America, South America, the uh, you know, the islands. That they might there keep their statutes, which they never kept in their own land. See? So they came into the Americas so they could follow God's laws. That was the point of them coming to the new land. Verse 43, and they enter into the Euphrates by the narrow passage of the river. See, now it's telling you how, what direction you went into. Because some people, they'll say, well, no, the natives went through the Barren Strait. Like, what? It's impossible. This is the foolishness they teach in these universities, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells you which way they went. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 43, and they enter into the Euphrates by the narrow passage of the river. For the Most High then showed signs for them and held still the flood till they were passed over. See, he held still the waters. And see, this is why the quote-unquote white people, they thought the earth was flat. Because they used to send ships out there and they wouldn't come back because the Most High was sent a storm over there. He was keeping that land guarded. So this is, why they, this is why they thought the earth was flat. And actually, Christopher Columbus used this scripture here to find the Americas. He knew. That there was another land out there. When he read this, he like, hold on, land with no mankind dwell. Hold on. He followed this to find America, brothers and sisters. This is historical. You get his diaries, which is his memoirs, and he wrote of these scriptures there. He went to the queen and asked for funding, taking them these scriptures to say they're saying that there's another land out here somewhere, and that the people that's on that land are God's chosen people. So he knew when he came to the lands who you were, who we were, brothers and sisters they knew this is historical this isn't religious can you read that one more time brother verse 43 and they entered into the euphrates by the narrow passage of the river for the most high then showed signs for them and held still the flood till they were passed over for through the country there was a great way to go namely of a year and a half and the same region is called Asherah, azureth so at that time The North America, South America, Central America, all these lands were named as known as Azeroth, which means hidden. It's hidden. These lands were hidden away from Gentiles, away from other people outside of the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. See? So the high kept them from being able to come over into this part of the world. The only time he let them come over is when you started breaking His law. Then he had to let the white man come on over and beat you up because you're breaking His law. He always send the white man to beat you up. He's always going to send Esau, the Edomites, the Romans, to beat you up. Because they're ruling the earth right now. The Bible tell you they're ruling right now. But after they're done, we rule. We rule right after them, brothers and sisters. This is why when you be doing stuff that's wrong all in the hood and stuff, who come? Red and blue, you know. White man come right now. Hey, everything good on in there? <laughs> Spread them. Put your hands on the car. That's the most high sending him against us because we're breaking this law, brothers and sisters. These are our people. These are our people. We're going back to Genesis 49 and 20. We got about 15 more minutes. We need to identify the rest of our brethren. So we've gone to we've gone through who? The Dominicans, the Haitians, the Panamanians, the Nicaraguans, the, the Costa Ricans, right? Those from Honduras. The African-Americans, right? The aborigines of Australia. We've gone through all these people. These are all the children of Israel, God's chosen people. And you have to call yourself by these names because nowhere in the Bible did God call you African-American or black or, or Panamanian or Mexican. That's not the name he gave you. He gave you the children of Israel. He gave you the tribe of Zebulun. He gave you the tribe of Judah. He gave you the tribe of Benjamin. That's who you are. Don't allow the white man or any other man to tell you who you are because that's who called you Puerto Ricans. That's who called you Costa Ricans. They used that name, the Rican part is riches. That's what it's saying. So Puerto Rico was port of riches. They thought that when they came to Costa Rica these brothers had on gold medallions. So they thought that there was gold on the land. When really that gold didn't come from that land. So they named it after what they thought was there. They thought it was a, a you know, the resources was was great there. So they started naming these people Port of Riches, Costa Rica, Panama. No, no, the same way they named America. So who were you before they named you Mexicans, or you know, or Jamaicans, or African Americans? Who were you before then? I see. When you try to go back into this history, you even look online. It gets, starts getting real muggy. It starts getting confusing. Why? You think that may by be on purpose? that when you start trying to go into your history, you're like, man, it's too much. I don't even know what this is. That's on purpose. They purposely foggy in the water up. So you don't find this information, brothers and sisters. It's critical. Go to Genesis 49 and 20, brother. Genesis 49, verse 20. Out of Asher, his bread shall be fat, and he he shall yield royal dainties. Royal dainties. What is royal dainties? We're going to Deuteronomy 33 and 24 to show you what royal dainties is. Asher will be blessed with royal dainties. We're going to show you who this is. Deuteronomy 33 verse 24 and of Asher he said let Asher be blessed with children let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him give his foot in oil so who are these people it says dip their foot in oil who controls the oil resources brothers and sisters Venezuela Brazil Argentina all these people brothers and sisters that are controlling the oil resources that are oil rich are the tribe of Asher it says they will be blessed with children that means they will be fruitful They would have many children. Royal dainties is the oil, brothers and sisters. Only thing you need to go is look in South America, Central America. Who's controlling the oil? That's Asher. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 24. And of Asher he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. See? So Asher's, the Venezuelans, the Argentinians, the Brazilians. These are people, brothers and sisters. Living poor. Living poor right now. Not knowing who they are. They think they're they think they're really South Americans. <laughs> they don't know that they came from somewhere else before South America and it's Israel. That's where our people came from, brothers and sisters. The rulers of the earth. Remember he made a promise to Abraham, who made a promise to Jacob, or well, Isaac, and then who made a promise to Jacob. And that promise from Jacob went to Jacob's twelve children who are known as the children of Israel, the twelve tribes, who we're discussing right now today. These people have rulership. These people have inheritance to rule the earth. We have our own land that the Most High is going to give us, brothers and sisters. We're going to finish it up. we got a couple more. We're going to Genesis 49 and 21. We want to identify all of our brethren. Genesis 49 verse 21. Naphtali is a hind let loose, He giveth goodly words. He giveth goodly words. Who is this? What do the Hawaiians say when you touch down on their land? Aloha. Aloha. See? These are the Hawaiians, brothers and sisters. The Samoans, the Philippines, right? The Fiji Islands. The Bible is perfect, brothers and sisters. These prophecies only fit one people. This whole book is about the children of Israel. David was an Israelite. Moses was an Israelite. Samson was an Israelite. Christ was an Israelite. Paul, Peter. All these people were Israelites. This is your history, brothers and sisters. This is yours. Don't allow anybody to trick you out of this. Don't allow anybody to trick you out of what your history is. Because when you go into Asia, they hold dear their history and their culture. You go into Europe, they hold dear their culture and history. And it's about time we do the same thing, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? <clears throat> Verse 21. Verse 21. Naptali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. A hind less, a let loose. What does that mean? That means they're a wilderness people. So how they deal with the land, how they dance, how they love to be out in nature. These are those people, brothers and sisters. Those are our people. We're going to show you Deuteronomy 33 and 23. Deuteronomy 33 and 23. And of Naptali, he said, O Naptali, satisfied with favor, satisfied with favor. Why? Because they're good looking people. The Bible tells you this, this tribe of people would be fairly good looking and full with the blessings of the Lord. Possess thou the West and the South. Now this could be confusing. It says possess thou the West and the South. How can you possess two different directions? Now we need to go into the Hebrew to see what that word West was before it was translated into English to identify who these people are. We're going into your, we're going into the Hebrew, same scripture. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 23. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessings of the Lord. Possess thou the west and the south. Now look at that word west. It's the Hebrew number 3220. The definition is what? See. So it doesn't say west. It actually said sea. So that's talking about the seas of the south. Let's go back to it. Because if you don't go into the Hebrew, you may be misconfused. Like, how do you how do they possess the West and the South? It actually that word west means seas, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again with the word sea there, brother, instead of west? Verse 23. And of the Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessings of the Lord, possess thou the seas and the south. The seas of the south. What is that? Those of the South Pacific. Those of the South China Sea, brothers and sisters, right? The indigenous people of Southeast Asia. You have what? Those in Singapore those in Thailand those in Vietnam those in Malaysia the Polynesians these are people brothers and sisters these are people and they're brown the majority of them are brown they may not be as dark as all of us but they are brown they have a brown tint to them a tan to their skin brothers and sisters these are people these are our people brothers and sisters those are the tri- tribe of Naphtali, those who are in that South Pacific in the South China Sea You have the Vietnamese, the Malaysians, the Hawaiians, right? the Samoans, those from Singapore, those from Thailand, the Polynesians, the Malaysians. These are God's chosen people, brothers and sisters, according to the Bible, according to blood, not by religion, through blood. And they would never find this out if you don't tell them. Because why? You think other nations want to tell you that you're God's chosen people? Imagine that. Imagine somebody coming to tell you, outside of your own people, that God chose you to be above the earth. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. This is why you can't put this book down. Because this book says you going to rule. This book says you chosen. This book says you're going to have it all. And if you say the book is done away with, and it's da- damaged and tampered with, then that means your rulership is right out there too. you tear down your own legacy. So for these people, we must uphold this book. Because this is the only book that say we come out on top. That can be proven without any shadow of a doubt. Now some of you may be thinking, how are there Israelites in Asia? Let's show you. Acts 19 and 10. Because our people went over into Asia. Acts 19 verse 10. And this continued by the space of two years So that all they which dwelt in Asia Heard the word of the Lord Which Jews and Greeks Both Jews and Greeks So just Jews and Greek. There was Jews in Asia Jews and Israelites It's another word for Israelites in the scripture There was Israelites in Asia brothers and sisters See And all of us don't look alike Why? How do some of us look different? Because Jacob our father Israel Had four different women that he had children by so our little some of us, you know, got hair that defies gravity, some of us have straight hair, some of us are darker, some of us a little bit lighter, some of us a little bit faster, some of us a little bit more swap. But we're all related, brothers and sisters. According to the Bible, we just look a little bit different because our father had women by four different women. Now you are who your father is, according to the Bible. Because why? The father had the seed. When you take a apple seed and put it in the ground, an apple tree come up. There's no such thing as mixed people, brothers and sisters. There, there's no. That's what they want you to believe. So that means if you're mixed, then you're not Israel because you're mixed. See, that's what they want you to believe. There's no such thing as mixed people. You are who your father is. The same way when you put an orange seed in the ground, an orange tree come up, not a half earth tree and a half orange tree. No, nah. nah don't work like that you are who your father is brothers and sisters they've taught us that we're all mixed i, I was even saying when i was young i thought I, i'm like i'm a quarter of this 25% that <laughs> point 0.3 this and see if you're all that then you're not israel so you're not we ruling anything cuz you, you know so according to the bible brothers and sisters you are the children of israel get each, each all of these people that we've just discussed if your father is from one of these nations you are a child of israel and you have a duty. We're going to help you with that duty. We're going to Genesis 49 and 22. we got about five more scriptures. We're going to close it out. This has been a beautiful lesson for the brothers and sisters to understand truth and who they are according to the Bible. The Most High didn't forget about you. He loved you. And He sent people to wake, wake you up. Just like He sent somebody to wake me up. This Bible is true, brothers and sisters. Read verse 22, please, brother. Genesis 49 and 22. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Who is Joseph? Joseph is Ephraim. Who are the Ephraimites? The Blaikwatainos. Who is that? The Puerto Rican. Those are people, brothers and sisters. Without any shadow of a doubt. Read that again, brother. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Even a fruitful bow by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The branches run over the wall, brothers and sisters. See? So they would be fruitful. They would have a lot of children. Right? They would, they would have two and three generations under the same roof, brothers and sisters. These are Ephraim or Joseph, who are the Puerto Ricans, the Blaikwatainos, right? Who were taken down by the conquistadors, the Spaniards. That's why they speak in Spanish, because the Spaniards took you down. <laughs> weren't speaking Spanish, you were speaking Hebrew, brothers and sisters, until they came and took you down. They won't give you that history, though. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a whale whose branches run over the wall. Right. So they would be known for having a lot of children, brothers and sisters. We're going to Deuteronomy 33 and 13, further proof on who these people are. Deuteronomy 33 and 13. And of Joseph, he said, blessed of the Lord be his land. We know that Joseph is another name for Ephraim. For the precious things of heaven for the dew and for the deep that and for the deep that couches beneath right so these people would have a very blessed land very fruitful land they was over there playing with marbles like diamonds brothers they was playing with diamonds like marbles brothers and sisters over there and that's why the white man quote-unquote named them what port of riches Puerto Rico you can't name a people port of riches but see they have no respect they purposely changed your name so you couldn't go in here and say okay I'm Issachar Hold on, the Bible say this. So they like, nah, 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 you're Mexican. So you can never go in here and identify yourself, right? Continue, brother. Verse 14. And for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills. They had beautiful land, brothers and sisters. And for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof. And for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush, dwell in the bush. What is this? There was a time you can look this up in history. Go to your Google or whatever. Where they, the Puerto Ricans lived in, you know, in bushes, and they called them bush niggers. That's what they called them, brothers and sisters. They were known for living in the bush. These are our brethren, brothers and sisters. The Puerto Ricans, the Blanquitos, Tainos, and see, that's why America put a base on that land because there are people. So anywhere our people is, they're close by. With military arsenals, brothers and sisters. Because they know who you are. They know. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 16. And for the precious things of the earth and the fullness thereof, and for the goodwill of him that dwelt in the bush, let the blessings come upon the head of Joseph, and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim. Of who? Of Ephraim. And they are the thousands of Manasseh. See, Ephraim and Manasseh. Manasseh is another brother. Who is that? Manasseh is the Cubans. The Cubans are our people, brothers and sisters. Manasseh and Ephraim. Ephraim is the Puerto Ricans. Manasseh is the Cubans, brothers and sisters. Right? Right? Let us show you. Go to Genesis 48, 1 through 5, brother, to prove. So now you have the Puerto Ricans and the Cubans. These are our people. Look at how they're living. Look at how they're living, brothers and sisters. Genesis 48, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. So he bought, you had Ephraim and Manasseh, who were actually the grandsons of Israel, but he adopted them, so they became tribes. <clears throat> Verse 3. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at, a, at Luz in the land of Canaan, and blessed me, and said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful, and multiply thee. And I will make of thee a multitude of people, and will give this land to thy seed after thee, for an everlasting possession. See, so there's land, brothers and sisters, that's promised to us. And see, they don't need you to know that. Why do you think that the white people, quote unquote, have gone over and taken all these people's lands? Because they know that the most of the land is, is gone to our people, through the blessings of Abraham. Because our forefathers followed God. So there was a blessing that came with that, brothers and sisters. Usually it went to the firstborn. You would have a firstborn son and he would get everything that his father worked for and he would pass it down to his son. And it would keep going down like that. The quote unquote white man was never promised land. We were. So now they've gone and warred against everybody and took their lands, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse five. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. See, so the Cubans and the Ephraimites, the Puerto Ricans, they actually were born. They came from Egypt first. That's where they actually began at in Egypt, when our people were enslaved to Egypt. Joseph, right? Remember, he was in prison. He was telling dreams in prison. Joseph is the father of the Puerto Ricans and the Cubans. See, so you could take a Puerto Rican or Cuban, put a turban on his head, put him in the Middle East. He'll look just like them. You couldn't even tell the difference, brothers and sisters. You couldn't tell the difference. These are people, brothers and sisters. These are people. And last but not least, we're going to Genesis 49 and 26. Our brethren. The warriors. Genesis 49, verse 26. Yeah, read verse 26, brother. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my... Progenitor. Actually, jump to verse twenty-seven, brother. Verse twenty-seven: Benjamin shall, Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. Benjamin shall ra- raven like a wolf. Who are the Benjamites, brothers and sisters? They're known for their spiritual music. You have those of the West Indies, Trinidad, Tobago, uh, Jamaica. These are people, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time. Verse twenty-seven. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf in the morning he shall devour the prey and at night he shall divide the spoils. It says devour the prey and divide the spoils. Why? Because Benjamin was known as the warriors of Israel. The most high would used them to go fight against the enemy. They were the only people, the Maroons, who actually when uh, the slave ships came in the waters they actually took the ship over, turned it back to Africa and then split up everything that they got from the enemy. That's what Benjamin was known for. They were the warriors, brothers and sisters. They're known for having short tempers. That's what they're known for. They don't like to be forced into anything. you, You must know that when you're dealing with these people. They're very serious people, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 27. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey. And at night he shall divide the spoil. See, so Benjamin would be... The warriors. Each one of these tribes has specific attributes and things that they would do for our nation of people. And Benjamin was the the warriors. They were the sword. That's who the Most High sent when somebody was breaking his laws. He would send Benjamin, who are the Jamaicans, who are the Trinidadians, who are the those from Tobago, from the West Indies. That whole area. Those are brethren, brothers and sisters. And we need to go to them and tell them. And we're going to be traveling out there soon into the West Indies to teach our brethren who they are. And what their responsibility is? Read the next scripture, brother. Verse twenty, verse twenty-eight. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. See, all of these that we just went over are the twelve tribes of Israel, brothers and sisters. And this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. everyone according to his blessings, he blessed them. See, so we have a blessing, brothers and sisters. Each and every one of us. We're the same race of people, brothers and sisters. We're Israelites. We have different tribes, of course, but we're all the children of Israel. Hebrew Israelites we spoke Hebrew we're the Israelites we're the children of Israel that's our land that you have Jewish people over there in that's our land they're not the Jews we're the Jews the Negroes are the Jews according to the Bible they're Judah see but while you're in slavery they can teach you that you are whoever they say you are right because who's writing the books who's making history books who's making the scholastic books they tell you you're Costa Rican and you're Mexican when they gave you that name when really they're sitting in your land right now that's why the Palestinians and the Romans are fighting over that land because they know how important that land is and since you're not there because why remember it said in 718 the native tribes went into the Americas so they left the land and you know what happened to us we went into slavery so we left the land and since the land was vacant they moved into our land brothers and sisters and see when Christ come back he's going to deliver that land back to us We can't go there right now. Christ is going to come give us our land back, brothers and sisters. And see, when you have your own land, you make your own rules. You have your own resources. You have your own might. You have your own government. See, and we don't have that right now. You have your own army. None of these tribes have an army, brothers and sisters. None The Jamaican. None of these people have nuclear capabilities. None of these people, brothers and sisters, they know who we are, the children of Israel. We're going to end it on our last two scriptures. We're going to Hosea 1 and 10. <clears throat> Hosea 1, verse 10. Yet the number of children of Israel shall be as the sands of the sea. We are like the sand of the sea. Now I need you to go to the, go to the beach and try to count sand. And let me know when you're finished. Because it's too many of us, brothers and sisters. While they're saying we're minorities, we're really not when we realize that we're all together we become the majority see that's their psychology telling you you're minor you're minority you hear that enough you think okay well I don't matter there's psychological factors behind that if you if I'm minor that means they can come squash me at any time see that's why they're telling you that read that one more time brother verse 10 yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea which cannot be measured nor numbered and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them... What was said? Ye are not my people. So where people called you Mexican, where they called you African American, where they called you Native American, when they called you Costa Ricans, what would happen? There it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Ye are the sons of the living God, brothers and sisters. See, the Most High is going to make it know. He's going to reveal who we are to the whole world because the whole world don't know who we are and it's clear by how they treat us. They're gonna find out who we are brothers and sisters. It's prophecy. The same way a slave such as myself with no education growing up in the belly of the beast could somehow figure this out the same way you all figured this out. This is prophecy brothers and sisters. We have no education. This education came from the Most High because the Most High want the glory. This isn't a Harvard education because if you went to Harvard then Harvard would get the glory. The Most High gave you this understanding, brothers and sisters. He gave you a call and you answered the phone call. Because this is who you are. You have an attachment to God. You have attachment to the Bible. And now you know why. It's within your very fibers. This is your history book. It's not religious, brothers and sisters. We're going to end it here on Romans 3 and 1 through 4. We're going to close out. Romans 3 and 1. What advantage then had the Jew? So a Jew, right here, another word for Jew is an Israelite. What advantage does it do you have being an Israelite? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Circumcision is the law that Israelites had for male, you know, the male children to cut off the foreskins of their privates. That was a custom of only the Israelites. That was a custom that we practiced, brothers and sisters. On the eighth day, you would take a knife and cut off the foreskins of your privates. That's a law that only Israelites followed. Verse 2. Much every way. Much chiefly, every way. So it's saying what profited us to be Israelites. It says much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Because them the Bible was given. The Bible was given to these people. The law that was written with this finger was given to these people. That's why it matters who you are, brothers and sisters. Verse 3. For what if some did not believe? shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect so what if some people say nah you can't be God's chosen people you are brown you can't be no you are Hispanic you you, you can't be God's people God's people gotta be white right what happens when they say that does that mean read that one more time brother verse 3 for what if some did not believe shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect God forbid that means no that means it don't matter what they believe brothers and sisters because you didn't believe did that stop the slave ships did I stop World War One over there? No. What about the Vietnam War? Because you didn't believe. So it doesn't matter what you believe, brothers and sisters. It, either you get with the program or you get rolled over. That's how it is. And that's me too. The High is not going to change his prophecy so you can agree with it. This is much bigger than you and me, brothers and sisters. It's much bigger. Can you read that again? Verse 4. God forbid. Yeah, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings it might overcome when thou art judge see so if somebody don't believe you brothers and sisters the world will go on brothers and sisters See, this is the only book that can tell us about our duty about our history and why we're in this circumstance this is the only book so don't allow anybody to tear this book down brothers and sisters because this is you this is your book this is your history and this book said you are going to rule so if you tear it down you've tore down yourself you've tore down your own legacy brothers and sisters See, so any other book that somebody try to bring you outside of this record here is a lie and it have nothing to do with you. If you're one of those people we discussed tonight, this is your book and you must defend it with your life, brothers and sisters. See, and that's why you never had the understanding in the Christian church, because why? You had the wrong people teaching the body. They're not these people. So how could the white man become the authority of a book that they don't know anything about? That's why we didn't understand it, because you had them teaching our records. <laughs> Nobody can teach this book like an Israelite, brothers and sisters, because it's yours. So, brothers and sisters, we hope that we you, we, you know, put forth the effort to show you how to defend the Bible and why you should defend the Bible, brothers and sisters. We want to say, kwam, yasharala. kwam yasharala. Sin no more. sin no more.
1: I was in a chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a lie, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt saying we do something we do not Hurting the people saying we do things that we want Wolf and sheets, clothing with a cross on his chest Taking people money, promising to be blessed for power to the chosen people Who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal His own chosen people, royal priesthood Yeah, yeah that you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Do you know who you are? the people. Now we are the people. Do you know who you are, royalty? royalty are- Let them call you those things If you knew you were a queen And my brother, would you be out there Risking your life for green paper If you knew you had it all already If you knew you were a queen Where the best I can offer is to tell you the truth Mercy changed everything for me and you But they don't really tell us what we do need to know First Peter 2 and 6 A blessing for sure Some power to the chosen people Who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal His own chosen people A royal priesthood hey, Said that you were Called out, called out of the, the door Into the marble oh, well, Do you know who you are? Oh, well, royalty yeah. Once we were the people the Mercy made us a people Now we are the people oh, well, Do you know Hey. Royalty, royalty, yeah. royalty, 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 royal, royalty, royalty, yeah. royalty, kings and queens, royal, royalty. Hey. royalty yeah. Yeah. Look at yourself, take your throne. Baby, you royalty. Lift your head, come back home, brother. You're royal. so how you royalty. I would the chosen people, well, who at one point wasn't you, as an equal. His own chosen people, a royal priesthood, hey. royalty. He wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen.